to another Sexo Geek Christmas episode. Today we're going to talk about boundaries and setting boundaries in and outside of the bedroom. and outside of the bedroom and setting clear boundaries can sometimes feel selfish or to communicate our needs but it's in fact quite the opposite having boundaries and setting boundaries gives you value not only to yourself um, but also in the eyes of others and I like to think of boundaries as your instruction manual for how you want to be treated. So instead of looking at it as you putting demands on other people, I want you to look at it as this is your instruction manual for how you would like to be treated by other people. When we be treated when we feel like we're being respected and treated in the way that we want by other people, we are more likely to want to spend time with them and want to be kind to them in return. So when we set boundaries we're just giving someone the tools that they need to treat us in a way that we feel so we feel respected and so that we feel um, happy to spend time with them meaning that we're gonna give them back when we don't set boundaries um, what we do is you're not being an easy person well actually you being quite complicated because chances are that other people are going to step on your boundaries unknowingly and you're going to respond to that by either maybe start disliking them or stop spending time with them when possible um, or not giving certain things in return to these people. So the only thing you're doing when you're not setting boundaries is you're doing other people you're not giving other people a chance to create a good relationship with you so it's it's like your care manual like i i worked with animals and every animal has a care manual uh, a way of this is what they need in order to be happy and i look at that and then i can make adjustments to make them happy and your boundaries uh, are your little care manual it tells other people what you need and what you want, both inside the bedroom and outside the bedroom, to, in order to feel good and in order to build a good relationship with you, they need to respect them. And if you set boundaries and someone doesn't respect them, that gives you a clear view of what you can expect from that person and then you can make a calculated decision on what kind of relationship you would like to have with this person. Uh, and with some people, you might have to set your boundaries more than once. But not setting boundaries and not communicating your needs to other people is actually, if anything, that is the selfish part. Because you're keeping the information for yourself, making it much harder for other people to create good relationships with you. So they have to now guess and do trial and error and potentially accidentally... Um, do things that you don't like and therefore you don't want to actually spend time with them. Um, so setting boundaries is the most 
selfless thing you can do. If they don't know your boundaries, they can't create an intimate relationship with you. So it's a gift. It's the care is your care manual and you're giving it to someone else. But the first step is for you to know your own boundaries because if you don't even know your own boundaries, you're not going to be able to communicate them. And we can do that by doing a little boundary list. So in this exercise, you're going to write free lists uh, with your boundaries. So one list is going to be your physical boundaries. You have to write to decide when, how, who that gets to touch you. Examples of physical boundaries could be, I don't want you to touch my butt out in public. Uh, I don't want to hug people I don't know. Uh, I don't want to kiss in front of my parents. Or I want you to brush your teeth before you kiss me if you smoked a cigarette. This is a form of physical boundaries. So you can make a list of these things that you do not want other people to do to you um, that are physical boundaries. The second list you're going to write is your emotional boundaries. And that is that how you think, feel and behave in your action has more to do with you than it has to do with anybody else. Examples on emotional boundaries can be I don't want you to talk about our sex life publicly, uh, on the internet or with your work colleagues. I don't want you to compare me to your previous lovers. I do not accept cheating. And in this case you would have to specify specifically what does cheating mean. So it's very important when you make this list that they are that you're very specific exactly what this means. So what is, does cheating mean to you in this case? Um, does it mean the actual physical sexual act? Does it mean kissing someone? Does it mean uh, flirting with someone? Like what does cheating mean for you in this case? Um, I don't want you to flirt with other people in front of me. I don't want to know what you did with previous lovers. These are examples of emotional boundaries. Um, so, these, of course, these are just examples. These are not my boundaries or any boundary you need to have. You can have whatever, whatever that suits you. But just, just giving you some examples of what an emotional boundary is and what a physical boundary is. And the last list you're going to write is your sexual boundaries. So, I have the right to decide with who, when, and how I'm going to be sexual with someone. Example of sexual boundaries could be, I only have anal sex with people I'm in a romantic relationship with. I only, I don't want to kiss you straight after you've given me oral sex. I don't want to have group sex or threesomes. I don't want to have sperm in or on a specific body part. I don't want to do X when you ha are on your menstrual cycle. I don't want to have sex with you when you're not sober. So these are examples of sexual boundaries. Uh, and you can write, you just write down anything 
that you can think of that you're like, I really don't want to do this. Um, and then you have these free lists. And once you have this free list, you can start to communicate them with your sexual partners or your romantic partners. If you're in a relationship or if you have a regular sexual partner, you can both have these lists and you can give them to each other. And this is so that you can have sex and feel safe with sex. So all of these, this is obviously boundary lists that are inside the bedroom, outside the bedroom, but they're all sexually related and uh, your physical emotional and sexual boundaries uh, in terms of sex uh, to some degree uh, you can of course do similar list in other aspects of your life but these are important to know and communicate with your partners let's say you have maybe you have just not a romantic relationship but you're having a regular sexual relationship with someone and for you it's very important to have that being private and they might feel very differently they might be the kind of person that chats with anyone in a bar and like oh i'm having sex i'm doing this and this with this person and uh, that might not be come make that might make you very uncomfortable you might not want that so being able to actually set boundaries and set the rules so that everyone is on the same page and know what uh, is expected and what is okay and what is not okay and that way you can play more freely and you can feel safe and secure in both on an emotional level but also physically and sexually since everyone is an individual and gonna have very different ideas of what feels okay and what does not feel okay like someone may be fine kissing someone they're not dating out and about if you have a sexual relationship well others might feel like okay we just have sex and that's it and uh, i don't want you to go up to me in public and kiss me or do other other things like this so it's going to be different for everyone and there is no right or wrong it's just you're allowed to feel it's whatever makes you feel comfortable or whatever makes you feel uncomfortable are the things that you want to put on your boundary list so that you don't end up in a situation where maybe you're not even giving someone an honest chance. Because if someone does something you don't like and they didn't realize that that was a boundary for you, you just maybe stop having sex with them or you maybe you ghost them and they don't know why and they don't understand what they did wrong. Um, well, if you just had communicated that boundary, if they are a decent person, they would have maybe probably accepted it. Maybe your boundary is something that is a uh, your boundary is a boundary for them, and sometimes we're not a perfect match. But majority of the cases, they pro should, if they're a decent person, accept your boundaries. And if not, they're gonna go, okay, that is perfectly fine. But my boundaries does not match with yours, and therefore, I think it's better we're going separate ways. But I wish you all the best, and that's also okay. But your boundaries are not a burden to other people. What becomes a burden is when you don't communicate them and they make you feel uncomfortable and you then start avoiding them or stop seeing them or stop talking to them or whatever you do. You take distance from the person instead um, and they don't know why and they, 
yeah, they never got an honest chance to actually create a good relationship with you because everyone has their different histories and their different preferences. So they're not going to know these things unless you tell them. And that goes for any kind of boundary also. Non-sexual boundaries, if you have boundaries regarding dating or um, romantic or friendship boundaries, <laughs> work colleague boundaries, whatever it is, people are going to step on your boundaries because people have different individual boundaries. If you don't communicate yours and they don't know which which boundaries you have, people are going to step on them. And it's also a great way to see if other people around you, their true character, because if they don't accept your boundaries, then, then you know that you can't expect too much from this person. So it's actually a great hack to test someone's personality is to set a boundary and see how they respond to it, if they accept it or not. So that's something I like to do with new lovers is that I will just set a random boundary that is not extreme just to see how the person responds and to see if they just accept it or if they're trying to uh, push me to do something uh, and I found that this can help me to like fast it's a little sheet hack to fast track some trust um, and it also can tell me that okay if I put this they ask me to do something and if I put a boundary here if they accept that without any difficulty and they are perfectly fine and very respectful then that tells me that if we do other things later on then I'm gonna get respected so then I'm more willing to put myself into maybe more vulnerable positions um, in the bedroom or emotionally or physically or sexually um, with this person because I have seen I've already seen that this person respects my boundaries so that's a little uh, test you can pull with people is to just set a boundary and see how they respond to it and then you know a little bit better what you can expect from this person I would also like to define the difference between setting a boundary compared to being controlling or demanding. When you set a boundary, you are telling people what you tolerate and what you don't, but you are not saying what someone else can and cannot do. You will not sleep with someone that does X, Y or Z. You are telling people what is allowed to do with your body, your time and your mind. If you are being controlling or demanding, you are telling other people what they are allowed to do with their body time and mind. It's when people have the belief that they have the right and the authority to decide over another human being. There's a clear difference between setting boundaries and being controlling. I can set a boundary that I won't be in a relationship with someone who has sex with other people, but I cannot tell my date that he can't have sex with other people. There is a, a difference. He's allowed to do whatever he wants, but I have the right then not to be with him. So that it's a mentality shift. You can even ask the same thing. But there is a difference from coming from the place of I will then not do X, Y, or Z compared to saying you're not allowed to do X, Y, or Z. I can say 
I'm not going to do certain things in bed, but I can't say to someone else that they're not allowed to not do certain things. So that is the difference. And when you're setting boundaries, you're still at the place where you can create a safe space for yourself and others to have permission to explore and express yours and their sexuality free from judgment. When you're being controlling, you're trying to force others to be in a certain way. But when you set boundaries, you can still be accepting and allow others and yourself to be your authentic self in bed. You don't have to like the same things. You don't have to do everything. And But you can talk about it and you can express it without putting judgment on the other person. And you know that your needs are not better or worse somebody else so you can give yourself and your sexual partner the permission to be your authentic selves in bed communicating your boundaries will allow both of you to feel safe with each other and it's not just for you to feel safe that someone else will respect your boundaries and therefore you will feel emotionally and physically safe it's also for the other person because if you're having sex with someone that is worth having sex with they're not going to want to hurt you in any way or make you feel uncomfortable. They're going to want to give you pleasure. So having the knowledge that you respect yourself enough and that you know how to communicate your boundaries and your limits and your needs is going to give them a huge relief that they know that they not, you're not going to let them go too far. So then they can relax and in their ex own expression of their sexuality because they know that you're going to stop them if there is anything that makes you uncomfortable. If, if your partner is not communicative about their boundaries, you will constantly feel a little bit unsafe and you will always have to check in. And checking are beautiful, but it can also create a lot of uncertainty if you constantly have to go, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? Instead of feeling safe that they will clearly communicate with you if there's anything that feels slightly off and you both know that the other person is respecting, um, that you both are respecting each other's and each other's boundaries. Once you get to that point, you can now start to discover your more deeper and darker desires because you can feel fully in freedom uh, exploring and relaxing because you don't have to kind of babysit the other person they're going to speak for themselves you can express to your lover that i will never let you go too far so bring it on and you can kind of put in more full force and um, really play with your deeper desires and your fantasies and feel safe that you're not going to do anything that harms or make the other person feel uncomfortable, uh, whether it's physical or uh, emotionally, because they are secure enough to speak up. Sometimes this beautiful will not to hurt, not to make a mistake or not to go too far will crash with our confidence to actually dare to go all the way and be our authentic selves. We get stuck in the middle where the fantasy seems impossible and we settle for okay or just good uh, to not risk anything. 
We sacrifice the sex life we dream of in fear of making someone else uncomfortable being or being judged. The first step is being able to talk about sex and what you're okay with and not so that you can give consent. Because in order to give consent, you must know what you're giving consent to. Creating a safe bubble within, I trust you. I know you just want me well and therefore I will be clear with my limits so that you can feel safe in the knowledge that I will speak up. I will prevent you from taking things too far and I know that when I do speak up, you will listen and respect me. Mentality of you don't have to worry about me, I will take care of myself so you it's okay for you to discover and play with your own sexuality. Um, it can be very relaxing and I feel like that's when you can feel really confident in just truly expressing yourself. Uh, you might have, sometimes some people might have slightly dark fantasies and it's perfectly okay. And as long as you're consented to and you are with someone, you're feeling freedom to express it, that you feel safe that they're going to speak up, uh, that they feel safe, that you feel safe that they will actually tell you about their boundaries and their limits and that they are truly giving you consent to do things, then you can feel safe or your partner can feel safe. So when you set boundaries, it's not just for your own uh, well-being. It's also going to create a safe place for others. Seeing your partner and helping your partner to take their pleasure through you and with you is uh, one of the most erotic things uh, to witness. As you see someone truly emerge and not being afraid and not tremble anymore but actually feeling in freedom to really let go for their desire is um, incredibly attractive and erotic but you have to feel you both have to feel safe in order to do so in order to create safety you must set boundaries and you must know boundaries because if you don't know them you're going to be afraid to step on somebody else or you're going to be afraid that someone is stepping on yours. Sex isn't just about receiving or giving pleasure or the both combined. Uh, it's also about taking pleasure. And they can all happen simultaneously or in waves or one at a time uh, or sometimes just one. But most people are aware of the giving and the receiving part of sex. But many people are under the impression that taking pleasure through someone else is a bad thing. A selfish thing that we shouldn't do. This is uh, incorrect. In fact, learning to take pleasure is an important part of being a great lover. But taking pleasure should not come at the expense of your partner. And it still very much need to be consented. There is no such thing as sex without consent. But there is something incredibly erotic by seeing your lover taking their pleasure through you. Seeing your partner experience pleasure is one of life's best golden moments. And having a partner who knows and isn't afraid to give in to their desire is incredibly sexy. In a way you are giving your partner pleasure by taking your own or allowing them to take theirs through you. 
that does not mean that either of you are passive. You're an active participant. You are still being respected and you're respecting your partner and have good intentions. But you both respect yourself to a degree that you both make sure that you get your own pleasure and that you won't say yes to something that you do not want. Neither of you will allow the other to step on your boundaries. That way you both know that when the other says yes, they're an enthusiastic participant. Once you have shared your boundary list with your partner and you both um, know each other's boundaries, you can do an, another exercise to practice taking in bed. And during this exercise, you can either choose, if you feel a bit more confident, you can choose a different um, sex time. So one day you focus on one and the other day you focus on the other, or that you change halfway through. But uh, if you feel a little bit less confident, you can start with just two to five minutes. You put a timer and during this two to five minutes, you're going to be 100% selfish with your partner in bed. So you take turns, you put the timer on, and during those minutes, you are it's not about your partner's pleasure, it's purely about yours. Just feel what feels good for you, what you're in the mood for, what you want to do, touch what you want to touch. Uh, obviously respect if there is anything your partner said beforehand that they don't want you to do. But other than that, you're going to give complete freedom. Just focus on your own pleasure, and then you take turns doing this and you can you have to practice this regularly and you can extend the time until you can have sex one time where you just completely focus on your own pleasure because it's going to be amazing it's something you need to learn to do I think to in order to be great in bed it's wonderful to learn to give and it's wonderful to learn to receive when someone else wants to give us but it's also very attractive and sexy and um, good for yourself to also learn to take your pleasure as long as it's with a enthusiastic and willing participant uh, to partner that wants to see you enjoy and discovering your own sexuality and getting to know your own body and feeling confident in the way that you move your body and um, just being able to just focus on that and not on how you look or anything else just your feeling it's going to teach you a lot about your pleasure and it's going to teach your partner a lot about your pleasure and your fantasies as well so it's a gift in both directions even though it may sound selfish it is not selfish it's um, a selfless act Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and if you want to see this exposition of the day head over to the Sex Logik Instagram and you can see it there and tomorrow all the way till the 24th of December there will be a new either full episode or mini episode and also a different sex position on the Instagram page. So I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you go and take some pleasure and set some boundaries. <laughs>